1966. Oh, it's coming home. It's coming. It's coming home. Over the moon, taking it home. It's coming home. Woo! It's not coming home. You guys won in 1966. It was in England. You guys, it's not coming home. How is it home? 60 years. It's 60 years, bro. You don't, it's not home. It's not home anymore. It lives somewhere else. Welcome back to the podcast. Are you good? I'm good. How you doing? I asked you already. Good. You're good. Great. We're moving on. So a lot to talk about today. Don't know where to start, but we got a plan. There's some things, there's some things going on. First, we should say, hit that bell notification button. Guys, throw us a like. We do it all the time on the main channel. And over here, things get a little crazy and we forget. So if you guys are enjoying the podcast and you're just listening to this, what are you doing with your life? Take a break. Relax. Just go home, you know, get some food. Honestly, yeah, I have no, I have no idea where I'm going with that. But uh, yeah, you should go right down below. You should check uh, the link in the description box for our merch. Because today we have a They Don't Want You to Know. They don't want you to know. Actually, I'm not entirely sure if it is. We just, just a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about that I'm kind of interested in. And uh, has a lot to do with soccer this time. So, oh my God, did he say soccer? It's f- football, bro. Why is it? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> what a worthless debate. I'm not, we're not going to get into that um, on this podcast, at least. We're going to talk about doping and steroids, uh, at least a little bit. I think uh, we should probably get a bridge to get there. I wanted to see if right now also I can, because we're going to talk about 1954, right? 1954, the World Cup was in, and now I don't, where was the World Cup in 1954? I think it was in Switzerland. I think it was in Switzerland. Anyway, Germany won. That much I do know. So Germany won. And uh, supposedly they might have been doing a little injection. Um, you think I can name every World Cup? How many World Cups have we had? If it started in 1930 and it's 2020. There's a 10-year gap. I'm going to say 15. Is that too many? Or is that too little? Let's go for it. All right, run the clock. Get a timer up here. How quick does it take me to name every World Cup? 1930, the World Cup was in. So I'll name, I'll name both the place and the winner. Roll the clock. 1930. It was in Uruguay. Uruguay also won. Uh, don't know a whole lot about it. I don't, the footage is probably not that great. So I don't remember seeing too much in my tapes. 1934, it was in Italy and then Italy won. And then in 38, it was in France and Italy won again. Kind of crazy. Back to back, way back then. Nobody knows. I can't, like, I can't name a single player off of any of those things. I, maybe I could if I tried and thought really hard. But then there was a world war. Think about that. And then for 10 years, we didn't have, for more than 10 years, right? 1938 to 1950. And 1950 was in Brazil. And Pele's dad, it was a huge thing for them. I can't remember why. But like, it was supposed to be a huge thing. They got all the way to the final. And then they lost it to Uruguay. Uh, and Pele's dad, if I remember the story right, dude cried. This dude was balling and Pele goes up to him and was like, yo, dad, or maybe he was like, yo, don't you worry, father. Something like this. I don't know. I can't, I don't speak Portuguese. So, and they were speaking English, I'm sure. He told him, don't worry. It's okay. I'm going to win you the world cup. Baller. And then eight years later, he won it. But we can't skip because we were going to talk about 1954. In 1950, something insane happened too. 
there's like a crash for the Italian team. Cause as you can see already, there was a pattern, right? I don't know a lot about that crash. Uh, the Superga air disaster, the entire team, the entire team. Okay. We're taking a tangent because I don't know enough about this. Uh, think about talk about changing the course of football history. Oh my God. Let me just read you guys. This The Superga air disaster occurred on May 4th, 1949, when a Fiat G12, no, Giat, Giat 212, a plane carrying the entire Torino football team, popularly known as the Grande Torino, crashed into the retaining wall at the back of the Basilica of Superga, which stands on a hill on the outskirts of Turin. All 31 people died. This is supposedly nearly the entire national team. So we had this only recently, right? That happened in Brazil. I mean, those weren't national team players. I don't think, I don't know, maybe some of them had caps and stuff like that, but holy shit. Can you imagine your entire national team a year before the World Cup is decimated? So they were coming, they were coming back from Lisbon where they played a friendly match against Benfica in honor of the Portuguese captain, Francisco Ferreira. In the incident, the whole active Torino team, almost all of the Italy national football team lost their lives. The reserve goalkeeper didn't go. Somebody went in his place. Oh my God. And then the president didn't go because he had the flu. The weather in Turin was poor. At 1655, the airport of Air Italia communicated the weather situation to the pilot. Clouds almost touching the ground, showers, strong southwest wind and gusts, and very poor horizontal visibility. At this point, the tower asked for the pilot's position. On approach, the plane lined up with the runway at Air Italia about nine miles away to the west, and he was going 110 miles an hour, and he could only see 40 meters in front of him, so he couldn't react. What a, what a thing. Um, so at the request of the rival teams, Torino was proclaimed the winner of the 1948-1949 season. Wow. On the day of the funeral, half a million people took to the streets of Turin to give a final farewell to the players. The following season, the other top Italian teams were asked to donate a player to Torino. The shock of the crash was such that the following year, the, the Italy national team traveled to the 1950 World Cup in Brazil by ship. They went by boat because they, they couldn't go. That's insane. Where, how far off of a tangent did we just go? Okay, so we're at 1958. 1958, the World Cup was in Sweden. And this was Pele's World Cup. Brazil won. And uh, they tried to... There's that sick goal where he flicks it over the guy's head. And the dude just tries to cleat him. Literally like cleat him. Like in the nuts. He's just trying to take him. And Pele just takes the cleat just straight up. Like it ends up like... It probably put a footprint on his thigh. Boom. Comes into the thigh. Doesn't care. It doesn't stop him at all. He still finished the ball. I think he took it out of the air. Sick goal. 1962 was in Chile. Brazil won that World Cup. Garincho, what a player also too. People don't even know. And that's talk about people don't know about this guy. He drank like crazy. We should do a whole entire video on Garincho. He's insane. Um, 1966, oh, it's coming home. It's coming. It's fucking coming home. It's not coming home. You guys won in 1966. It was in England. You guys, it's not coming home. How is it home? 60 years. It's 60 years, bro. You don't, it's not home. It's not home anymore. It lives somewhere else. It moved out of the house. Uh, 1970 was in Mexico. Pele um, dominated that one. I think that was the first World Cup to be broadcast in color, if I remember right. And there's huge crowds at the Azteca. That's a sick. If you guys want to watch like a sick World Cup, watch stuff about the 1970 World Cup. It was pretty, it's pretty badass. 1974. Ooh, I think we're in Beckenbauer Cruyff time. 
but that final I think was between Cruyff and Beckenbauer in West Germany one. It might've been in West Germany, to be honest. I think it was. 1978, that's Mario Kempes. That was in Argentina. What a, what a striker. 82 was in Spain. And I think Italy won, even though Brazil had a dope team. Zico, Socrates. Uh, 86, we know, because Maradona was scoring goals with his hand. And that was back in Mexico. 1990 was in Italy. And Jurgen Klinsmann was dominating the scene. 94 was in the U.S. I actually went to a game. My dad took me to Nigeria's first game ever in the World Cup. And it was against, that was against Bulgaria. But obviously, Brazil won that. Ronaldo was young then. Baggio missed that, that penalty that everybody blames. I mean, Baggio's so unbelievably good, too, by the way. So stupid that some people think about him and only that. Uh, 98, we talked about last week or two weeks ago. Ronaldo and Zidane in France. 2002 was in South Korea and Japan. And I played in, uh, I played in one of the World Cup stadiums. Or at least or a couple. I don't know. So crazy. So loud. So insane. 2006 was in. Where was the 2006 World Cup? I can remember because I was playing in the MLS. We were going to the airport and uh, Italy won that one, right? 2010 was in Africa. Spain won. That was cool. 2014 was in Brazil. Germany won. And then 2018 was in Russia. And France won. And then the 20, no, yes, 2022 is in Qatar, and Qatar will, <laughs> no, they won't. Qatar is not going to win the World Cup. There's definitely some some, <laughs> some stuff went on, allegedly. Uh, and then 2026, World Cup uh, USA wins that one, obviously, because it's, it's in North America. I, I guess I have no idea. Um, but it's in USA, Mexico, and Canada, and then the 20. 30 World Cup will be on Mars, thanks to Elon Musk. Shout out to Elon Musk for trying to take an entire planet of humans off the planet to Mars. Is he crazy? He is crazy, but I like him. 1954 World Cup, the German players were on performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, apparently, Germany had some sort of doping program, or they had something... Obviously, they, they were supplying to uh, soldiers during the war, there's some hilarious quote, and I don't think I can find it right now, but there's a quote where the like the German team doctor was like, we did give them an injection. It was vitamin C. <laughs> and then like the people are like, we, you're injecting your players with vitamin C? Why are we not just having an orange? Like have an orange. You could eat an orange, you know? I would imagine that it feels somewhat like if you are good already, if you're kind of good, it makes you unbelievable. And I think from what I understand here, uh, it's the recovery for footballers. For footballers, it's the recovery time. You basically can just go out and run and do everything over and over again, which means that like, if you're incredibly fast, if you're incredibly explosive and doing all those things, then you're still going to have that 90 minutes in, 120 minutes in. So when you look at how close... All of these, oh my God. Okay, so apparently, all right, in the beginning of the tournament, 1954, Hungary demolished the Germans, it says. Eight to three in the tournament's group stage. And then in the final, they beat them, 3-2. And it was in Switzerland, so I'm, I was right. Uh, it's called the Miracle of Bern. Yeah. Uh, amphetamines were said to also be used by South America players. 
would that just not be, I feel like we talked about meth last time too. Okay. What is suspicious is that these injections to German players were distributed secretly. And the only reason they became known was because those who got injected contracted jaundice. I thought jaundice was that thing that you get when uh, your kidney's not working properly. The most important indication though, is that vitamin C is not injected. This is very unusual. They could have just eaten an orange. German football federation officials could not be immediately reached out for, for comment. Yeah. So they're saying that there's no, this is not proof. We know that there's dope. And I wonder what the most one, like, can you guys imagine what the biggest doping scandal or conspiracy could be? It's probably in video games. They're probably blood doping. I don't know exactly what doping is. Let's find out. They don't want you to Okay, what is blood doping? I know more or less what it is, right? They take your blood out. They, they need to put more oxygen in your blood, right? If you have more oxygen in your blood, you can run faster, you can jump higher, you can do all of the things that are great. So you either, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this up. I think what people were doing, at least these track athletes, what you do is you go up into the mountains like a superstar and you train for three weeks or a month Something like this, right? After you've trained there for that long, what you do is take out your blood, take out a bunch of that blood, and you save it. You save it on ice. You put that shit on ice, and then you go back down. You climb back down off the mountain, and then before the race or the game, they inject themselves with blood again. What? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's really the way that it's done. I think that's done. Once again, we have at least one fan of the podcast who's a doctor and who's laughing his ass off. He's just like, that's not how it's done, sir. But I think that's what they do. That's blood doping. I don't know exactly what it would be like to, to do blood doping and inject whatever. I think I talked about Yopstein on the podcast. I don't remember if that was on the podcast or on the main channel, but I'm going to tell you what this dude took. Do you guys know who Edgar Davids is? We'll get into that too, because I think he got caught for... Uh, the dude didn't... Oh, Okay, so he wrote about the steroids in his autobiography. Um, let's see what he said. Why does he need steroids? Guys, I went into attack with him. We've talked about this. He did not need it. Yop Stom wrote in his autobiography that he had taken the same vitamin pills. Are we... Come come on, come on. Is he going to say that he didn't take it? Let's read. Let's give the guy a chance. Yop Stom says that he took the same vitamin pills as his Dutch teammates, Edgar Davids and Frank DeBoer, who had also tested positive for nandrolone. In his recent controversial autobiography, Head to Head, the former Manchester United player said he had been given the thumbs up to take them. Stom said that he believed the pills administered by the Dutch team doctor contained nothing illegal. The Lazio defender was suspended with immediate effect by the Italian Olympic Committee today following a positive test for the banned substance. Okay, the excerpt from the book reads, Edgar Davids has been dragged into a messy drug controversy after testing positive. I refuse to believe either player knowingly took Nandrolone. Okay, you guys like how we solve problems here? Am I an investigative journalist now? Does someone owe me money? Somebody should pay for this journalism. Nandrolone, also known as 19-nortestosterone. What does it feel like? The positive effects of Nandrolone include muscle growth, appetite stimulation, and increased red blood cell production, and bone density. Clinical studies have shown them to be effective in treating anemia, osteoporosis, and breast cancer. There are some side effects, guys. Acne. Bladder contractions causing the need to urinate often. Breast pain and enlarged breasts. That's just the, the, the takeaway from doing like, why do the drugs? Is it really that much? Like, I get it. We play sports. 
you're professional and you want to be better, but saying that they ate a meal, that that's just, you just eat a meal and you just test positive for Nandrolone. Does anybody believe that? Even if, let's say these guys didn't know, they, t- they, they didn't eat a meal, right? They took a pill or they took something or they got injected with something. Maybe they thought it was legal. That's, I'm not saying that that's happened. We're not saying necessarily, because it's kind of weird to think that Yapstam would need steroids. He doesn't need steroids. There's plenty more we could get into, but uh, guys, I'm hungry. I've already trained and we usually end these when I get hungry. So we should keep with that theme. Get the merch. Mm, listen to this on Apple, iTunes, podcast, Spotify. Uh, subscribe to the channel and check out goalarmy.com, guys. Uh, we will get let's get let's get a full question and answer session going on this next one. So if you've made it this far, if you have made it this far into the podcast and you are listening or you're watching, either comment right down below with your question. We will literally, I will go, we will go next time. If your question is good, we will take it. And then I will spend next week's way of Will John answering all of these questions. And we will see you next time. Put it on the docket, 6-7-36-14. Later.